Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Joe Doucette, conservation educator in our eastern region. Joe, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. And the reason we have you here today is because ice fishing season is approaching. It is, quite quickly, as a matter of fact. Uh, Wild Horse Reservoir, which is about 65 miles north of Elko, is iced over, and as of this morning, had about three inches of ice. Not quite safe enough. Uh, generally, we want to give it till about Christmas, which will put us uh, about a week and a half away from now. And so right around Christmas, it starts to get safe. South Fork Reservoir still has some open water, and uh, it's, but it is about 75% iced over, and it's generally a week to two weeks behind Wild Horse as far as ice safety goes. Um, go a little bit further south from here out in the eastern region, you've got Cave Lake, and Cave Lake is uh, in Cave Lake State Park. It's uh, just southeast of Ely, just a hair, a few miles from there, and they have, it's covered mostly in ice. Uh, the ice there ranges from three to five inches. Some parts are safe, some parts are not, so if you do go out on that lake, Make sure you test some holes, drill some test holes before you venture too far. Cummins Lake, same thing. It has some open water, some ice-covered water, and it is uh, um, people have actually been on the ice ice fishing. Though I personally would not right now, but they're catching some very nice fish there when they do get out there. But, cons- but the ice thickness varies greatly from spot to spot, so you have to be very careful. Okay, so so when is the prime ice fishing season? Like, it sounds like we're starting to get into it on a lot of, as you just mentioned, some of the waters around eastern Nevada, but when would you say the best time of year is? Prime ice fishing conditions out here um, are generally right in January and February. Uh, as you get towards the end of February, uh, if we get a warming spell, it could start making some of the ice safe, especially around the edges. Uh, but but prime prime time is... Is January and February. In fact, that's when uh, uh, those areas that do have ice fishing derbies hold them. Uh, for example, the uh, Ely Rotary Ice Fishing Derby is uh, January 25th and 26th, and it's a lot of fun. It's down at Cave Lake, uh, and uh, they'll have four or 500 people on the ice wow. sometimes, almost like Swiss cheese. And then uh, I don't know if they're going to have it this year, though they did have it last year, but I haven't heard anything on it. The Wild Horse Trout Derby is generally President's Day weekend out here. And so, uh, they, you know, they're, they're about a month apart from each other. If you like to fish those derbies, maybe win a few prizes and some cash, uh, you know, make, you plan, make plans around those things. But like I said, prime uh, fishing time, January and February for ice fishing out here. Uh, lots of fun. It's a very social sport. It's not like... Is it? Yeah, it is. It's not like uh, most guys that are out fly fishing or spin fishing. You can get 8, 10, 12 people, build a little campfire in the middle of them, drill some holes, and uh, while you're sitting there waiting for your, your rod tip to go up and down or if you're using a bobber to bobber to go up and down, uh, you can all sit around and drink hot cocoa or coffee or an adult beverage if you are so inclined and uh, shoot the breeze eat some hot dogs or 
roast marshmallows, whatever you want to do. So it sounds like ice fishing is more about the entire experience, getting out there with your friends, and it's almost like camping on the ice, and at the same time you're fishing. You know, it, it is exactly like that. In fact, when you talk about camping on the ice, uh, I know a lot of times up at the Wild Horse Trout Derby, uh, guys will set up wall tents out on the ice, bring some cots. It's a little chilly, uh, but they put a heater in there, and uh, it's a place to get out of the wind, and so you can you can do that. And where I'm from in South Dakota, uh, you, they actually have little villages on the ice where people bring out their ice sheds, park them on the ice. Uh, you have to register them, and you have to have them off by a certain date. But, uh, you know, they have cots in them. They have stoves in them. Uh, I've even wow. seen TVs and stereos. It's kind of like glamping. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're glamping yeah. <laughs> instead of camping. But it, it is very social. It is a great experience. My wife, who does not like to fish, um, actually likes ice fishing. Really? And so she likes to get out and do that. And, and, and one of the big things to do when you're out fish, ice fishing is, is don't skimp on the gear be, for staying warm uh, because it is not fun if you're, if you're really cold. So, so, you know, good thermal long johns. I prefer wool. The merino wool keeps you very warm even if it gets wet. Um, and the merino wool is much softer than the old scratchy wool they used to use. And good boots, waterproof boots, you're going to want those uh, because you will be walking in water at some point in time. And a uh, nice hat, good gloves. I like wool gloves also. Again, your hands are going to get wet, and wool does retain heat even when it's wet. Um, and I, I generally bring a couple of pair of gloves. I can let one be dry and I'm using the other. I'm fortunate enough, I live close enough to most of these waters that if the weather's bad, for me, it's no big deal to go home. But if you're coming up from Vegas or you're you're coming from uh, from Reno out to these areas, uh, you know it's a long drive. You don't want to just turn around. So, and then we use uh, my my wife won a, a turkey blind at a, at a turkey banquet one year, and we actually use that as a little ice shelter. It's a pop up blind. Uh, she and one or two of my granddaughters can fit in there, drill a couple holes, breaks the wind, put a little small little catalytic space heater in there. Uh, you want the catalytic because it doesn't put out carbon monoxide. And uh, so if it's if the weather's bad, then you can go ahead and, and get in and get out of it. If the weather's nice, I mean, I'll tell you what, those days you're out there, it's 50 degrees. The sun is shining. Yeah. Uh, no wind. It's it's really very comfortable. Um, and, and you can have a lot of fun. As far as the ice fishing gear, the actual fishing gear, basically you need three things. You need a way to put a hole through the ice. Uh, you need your fishing rod, and they're... They have specialized rods for ice fishing, though you can use your regular fishing gear if you want. And then you need something to keep the uh, um, ice from continuing to form in the hole, which it will if it's below freezing. And so uh, some kind of slotted ladle or spoon. When I was a kid, I used to steal my mom's vegetable spoon. Uh, there's a couple Multi-uses. <laughs> I don't recommend that, kids. Uh, there's a couple of them actually at the bottom of the lakes. In, in western South Dakota. <laughs> so, of so you. I would also recommend maybe tying them to a little milk jug or tying them to your chair that you're sitting on uh, so that, that if you drop them, they, they don't end up at the bottom of the lake. As far as bait goes, most people are going to use worms, power bait, that kind of stuff. Uh, however, um, you do need to... Uh, the, the fish are moving a little slow that time of year. You know, they're cold-blooded. The water's quite cold, so they're moving a little slow. And so a little bit of action imparted onto it. Uh, one popular thing to do is put a spinner um, in line above your bait, take the hook off of it, put it in line above your bait, and as you jig up and down, that little spinning spoon 
uh, wobbles and flashes and attracts the attention of other fish. Um, you can a lot of guys will even use beadhead flies that they use for fly fishing and jig them up and down. And of course, you can use any kind of crappie jig or any jig like that. Little um, plas- soft plastic grubs, Mister Twisters, and jig those up and down gives it some action. Um, and, and that will generally bring bring the fish in. As far as putting a hole through the ice, uh, there's two basic types of augers. You've got a spoon and a blade auger. I like the blade auger better because it's easier to sharpen. Um, the big thing is to keep them sharp. Uh, and, of course, you can buy a power auger. Once you uh, uh, get a little older and the kids leave home and they're not around to dig your holes for you, then <laughs> <laughs> you go buy your power auger. Uh, but those are a little bit pricier. Um, the, the hand augers run anywhere from 75 to to $150, and, and the power augers will generally run from about 300 on up, and, and that makes it kind of nice. Other oh. things you might want to bring is uh, maybe a sled to haul your gear in. If you don't have a sled, you can uh, uh, take a five-gallon bucket. They actually make seat uh, insulated seats that go on them as a lid, and it'll carry a lot of your fishing gear for you. Uh, and then you can sit on it while you're fishing, and, and you can also use it to uh, haul your, your catch out if you want. The nice thing about ice fishing, you don't need to bring an ice chest. <laughs> it's cold enough out there. <laughs> you're in an ice chest, basically. Most people let their fish lay on the ice. I would recommend if you do that, though, um, don't leave them in the sun. You know, oh. Put them in the shade, cover them with a little bit more snow. Uh, it, it seems to keep them a little bit fresher. And if you cover them with the ice and snow, it also tends to... Uh, uh, keep them a little bit fresher, a little bit moisture, the, the side exposed to the wind. It can be quite dry out there. Cold air is very, very dry, and you can dry part of your fish out that way. So it's it's uh, it's fairly simple. Um, the big thing is to be safe. Some of the safety equipment you might want to wear, like we said, we already talked about uh, waterproof boots, but you need something to keep yourself from slipping if it's really slick ice. Oh, um, yeah, that's a good point. Yes. So they have cleats that you can strap onto your boots, um, and these work very, very well. Um, and you can buy those at a, at a lot of the sporting goods stores around town, um, and they range in price from about eight, ten bucks all the way up to thirty, forty, fifty bucks. Um, they have different styles. I have a st- style that's rubberized. It has a wire wrapped around the rubber, and it seems to work really, really well. It doesn't take up much space in my uh, tackle box, and it also uh, goes on very easily, comes off very easily, and is very effective. Nice. You'll want um, what we call ice cloths. Uh, what are ice? Ice what did... cloths are in case, heaven forbid, that you do go through the ice and end up in the water. And it's two pieces of dowel, you know, four or five, six inches long. Uh, you can use a broom handle and cut it up with some nails in the end, uh, about three to four feet of rope to connect them together. And then you thread them through the, the arms of your coat so they dangle by your hands. And then if you go through, you grab them. And you can go ahead and use them to poke down into the ice to give yourself a, a grip to pull yourself back up. And a couple things, if for, if for some reason, and, you know, it does happen occasionally, somebody goes through the ice. And normally I would recommend if the ice is borderline, you don't go out there anyway. But there's always those people that got to push it. Um, if you do go through the ice, as soon as you start to go through two things, number one, put your arms straight out right away. And as you hit the water, push down to keep your head above the water, because I don't care how good you are, that really ice-cold water causes you to inhale very quickly, and if your head goes underwater, you're inhaling water, and you can uh, very easily drown quite quickly. Um, Then at that point, uh, 
leave your clothes on, don't take them off. You know, a lot of people think that your your coats and your boots and all that stuff will will weigh you down, but they actually do trap some air in it a little bit, give you a little bit of buoyancy for a while, and they help keep the heat in. Um, that water is quite cold, and hypothermia can kick in very, very quickly. Turn around, go back the direction you came from. If you don't have ice claws on, use like a swimming motion to swim up on the ice. Don't try to pull yourself up. If you do have the ice claws, again, still using a kicking swimming motion, but using the ice claws to pull, get a grip on the ice and pull yourself in uh, up and go back because the direction you came from all obviously supported you. Stay prone on the ice, though. Roll or crawl back to where you know the ice is definitely safe, and then at that point you better start treating yourself for hypothermia. And, and uh, that's why you don't go out alone because exactly. hypothermia that's will important. really uh, change your judgment. Um, you, you won't have good judgment from it. You're not thinking clearly. You're not You're thinking clearly. So cold. In fact, I've had people turn right back around as hypothermia kicked in. We've, we had one person that went right back the direction came from because he thought it was the shortest way to his truck to warm up and went through the ice again. Oh, no. So, so you just, you know, having somebody out there to help you. Um, and if somebody else goes through the ice, don't go to try and save them. Two people in the water is twice as much work to get out as one person. Well, Joe, you are full of information. I barely even had to ask a question. <laughs> but um, we are running out of time for the first half of the show. So we will be right back after this short break. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. I am Ashley Sanchez, joined by Joe Doucette from Eastern our Eastern Nevada offices. And Joe, we've been talking about how it is ice fishing time of year right now, or we're getting into it right now. And we were talking about, you gave a lot of good tips, but something I wanted to ask, and you covered this a little bit, but what does make ice fishing so fun? Because to me, it sounds like you're out there in the cold, and you kind of just have a hole in the ice with a fishing pole. <laughs> That's honestly what I picture. Some people may think that. And, and you know, and that is the, the basic part of it. But like we talked earlier, it is quite social. You, you, uh, you know, unlike uh, shore fishing where you're spread out along the shore and it's hard to talk, you can, you can be in a group as long as the ice is safe, uh, thick enough. You want at least seven inches of ice six to seven inches of ice before you start getting too close together. Uh, but you can be, you know, a group and, uh, you know, and sit around in your chairs and your camp chairs and have a little campfire going to keep warm, roast marshmallows. Um, a lot of times, you know, our reservoirs are often in areas where we have uh, hilly banks, and it makes for great sledding for the kids and even adults. Uh, Wild Horse Reservoir and Cave Lake, both are awesome for that. Uh, I know that at Wild Horse State Park, they build, uh, they have a sled hill for, for the kids. Um, and at Cave Lake, you're in a beautiful uh, mountainous uh, scenery, and uh, the kids will get up on the on the hillsides and, and start sledding down on the ice. And then when they hit the ice, if you're in the right spot, um, you can actually keep sliding on the ice quite a ways because it's fairly slick. Um, nice. Wild Horse State Park. Also, uh, Andrew Bass is a, does a really great job up there. He's the ranger at Wild Horse State Park. He builds and keeps groomed 
an ice skating rink. Oh. His, his children love to ice skate, and so he built 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 that. In fact, what he does is he he. He jury-rigged an ATV to make it into a Zamboni, so oh my it sprays gosh. out. He's got a piece of PVC on the back that sprays out a fine sheet of, or wow. a fine spray of water, and when it hits the ice, it freezes. That would be it, fun to watch in itself. And then behind <laughs> that, he's got a big squeegee pulls to keep, gets the ice nice and smooth, and, and so he's got a, a fairly good-sized ice skating rink for people to use right at the boat ramp. So, so there's lots of things to do. If there's snow on the ice, kids can can build snowmen. A lot of people will, will use their snowmobiles and ATVs out there. And so, you you know, you can recreate on your ATV and snowmobile. And on top of that, you know, you've got the actual fishing. And the great thing about ice fishing is you don't have to cast. It's vertical fishing. So so people who are not the most coordinated, like my wife. Uh, sorry, <laughs> who dear. you said doesn't usually <laughs> fish. <laughs> Hopefully she's not listening. Um, you know, you're just dropping a line down, straight down into the water, jigging a little bit. And, and like I said earlier, some of the, the few forms of fishing she actually asks to go on. I, to get her to go fishing with me other times, I kind of have to beg. But but uh, ice fishing, she'll say, hey, let's go this weekend. And she'll be the one to initiate it because she likes it. So, And um, so some good news on that front as well. Uh, K, or, uh, Cummins Lake, which is just outside of Ely, it's right near Cave Lake, and Wild Horse Reservoir both have had some incredible summer fishing and I will almost guarantee, I can't quite guarantee, but I can almost guarantee you that that will carry over into the ice season. Um, it will not be uncommon for anglers to catch anywhere from 16 to 20-inch fish at both of those lakes. And for those who love to perch fish, good news at Wild Horse, the perch have made a comeback. Um, anglers were catching keeper-sized perch in that 6 to 9, 7 to 10-inch range uh, this summer out at Wild Horse, and um, ice fishing for perch has, was very popular before the, the populations crashed about five, six years ago, and now they're back, and so I, I would suspect a lot more people will be out there. If you're fishing for trout, probably the easiest way to do it, um, have a little piece of split shot about six inches below it, put your worm or your power bait or your, your cheese bait, whatever you want to use, um, drop it down about three feet below the ice, and just slowly jig it. Just And you don't have to sit there jigging it every second, but jig it up and down once, maybe every 20, 30 seconds. Um, that motion will help bring fish in. And then slowly work your way down the water column. If you don't catch anything, drop it down a foot. Jig some more for 15 minutes, nothing drop it down another foot. And a lot of times it, you'll hit that depth where all of a sudden you start catching fish. For perch, it's kind of just the opposite. Um, you want to get your presentation all the way to the bottom and lift it just off the bottom. And perch seem to like water depths uh, greater than 15 feet. So a lot of times we're looking for that 20-foot water depth. Um, and we will put our little tiny piece of worm, little tiny uh, soft plastic grub or something, tipped with a piece of worm or mealworm, and we'll run it about six inches off the bottom. Um, for ice fishing actual gear, uh, they, they make an ice fishing rod that's fairly short. It's anywhere from 18 to 30 inches. If you're closer to the ice hole, it's much easier to, to control than a full-size rod. Though as a kid, I used an ultralight rod that was four or five feet long for, for ice fishing, and you can even see people on the ice with full-length five, six-foot rods. But if you can get uh, spend the $20, $25 uh, 
for a for an ice fishing rod, that's great. Maximum size hole in the ice uh, for Nevada by Nevada statute is uh, uh, ten inches. You can't go any larger than that for safety reasons. Keep people from. Falling. Oh, I didn't realize that yes. actually. And and the thing to remember is that the smaller the hole, the less ice you got to dig. That's um, true. The difference between a six-inch and an eight-inch auger is about forty percent less ice to, that you're cutting through, and with a hand auger, um, you can get through about a foot of ice generally in about two or three minutes if you have it sharp. So it's not that much work. With a power auger, it's literally seconds, um, and so so we'll all, and you are allowed um, two two fishing rods when you're fishing now, and you don't need a stamp for that anymore under the new system, and so. People will also often fish too, and they'll try two different baits or two different presentations. Uh, have one active while one isn't. Keep an eye on it. So, so it's a lot of fun that way too. Okay, and it is Christmas coming up, so this could make some great gifts. Absolutely, you know some of the things to think about um, for if you've got a, a sportsman who does ice fish or wants to get into it. Um, like I said, the, the hand augers, which are I had for for years and still have them, because occasionally my power auger doesn't start and then you got to do it by hand um a hand auger like i said starts at about 70 75 bucks that's a great gift they make uh nice uh there's a there's a nice big black sled it's called a jet sled um holds a lot of gear easy to pull and then on top of that it's deep enough that if you put it the back of it's perpendicular to the ground you can actually lift it up um and it stands up right then and you can block the wind um put your back feet of your chair in uh, on top of the sled there where it's on the ground that'll help stabilize it um so that's you know you got those you can buy the ice fishing rods are really cool things uh the cleats for walking wool gloves so uh, many gift socks, ideas stocking stuffers stuff too angler. um lots of fun and it sounds like ice fishing i mean you keep mentioning your wife you do not need to be an avid angler to go out ice fishing oh not at all not at all um and what, what i do recommend uh it is easier, obviously, to go with somebody who does fish. Um, but even for the first-time ice fishermen, you, there's not all this. You know, when you're first doing spin casting, there's the timing of releasing the button or, or letting go of the line on the bail. Um, you don't have that issue with ice fishing because it's vertical. You just drop it straight down and lift it straight up. In fact, uh, where I come from, they make what's called jigging sticks. It's basically just about a, a two-foot piece of dowel, half-inch dowel, three-quarter-inch dowel. Um, put a couple of nails in it to wrap your line around and a little eyelet at the, t- at the tip to run your line through. You're not even using a reel. You're just dropping it down, jigging up and down. And, and then when you get a fish shot, you start wrapping it around the, uh, the, the two nails that you have for holding the, the line or you just pull the line in by hand. Uh, but, but the reel does make it easier, especially here. You know, when you got a chance to get some really nice fish, um, I have pulled 22, 23, 24-inch fish out of the ice. Um, it's it's uh, quite an adventure uh, and, and a lot of fun. And, and so if you have a reel that has a little bit of a drag to help you with it, it does make it a lot easier on the, with those larger fish. And I've pulled 20, 22-inch fish out of the ice in, through a 6-inch hole. You don't need that great wow. big 8-inch, 10-inch hole. 6-inch um, will handle 90% of our fish that you're going to catch with the ice. Um, and like I said, it does. it's 40% less ice you have to cut through than an 8-inch auger so it's it's uh it's lighter to carry and you don't have to do as much work to cut a hole through the ice 
Nice. So what types of fish are we talking about usually? when Primarily when... in Nevada, you're fishing for trout. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to say 98% of the time you're fishing for trout. I have seen some bass caught through the ice, but very seldom. Um, at Wild Horse, obviously, perch is really big through the ice. Uh, Wills, uh, Willow Creek Reservoir, when we finally get it up and running and, and restocked, you can ice fish for crappie, but right now, um, it doesn't have any fish in it. Uh, if you've been following along with some of the stuff we've done, um, they they fixed the dam. Um, it's in the process. They put a bunch of structure in it for for the fish, and now it's it is filling up. I saw some pictures uh, from Willow Creek, um, but you can fish for some crappie through there, and then pretty much everywhere else is trout fishing. Okay, and we really only have a few more minutes here, but um, so it sounds like it's a great fun activity, but there is some preparation to do before going out there like anything else in the winter. It's important, and even in the summer, it's important to do your research ahead of time. Anywhere where you would direct people online where they could find some good information before heading out there? Well, I know in my fishing reports that I put in there, and, and you've been gracious enough to put the uh, my intros in there as well, I've written a number of uh, articles on the type of gear you need, ice safety, techniques. Um, also, if you go up to the Elko Daily Free Press, where I do a weekly uh, fishing report, um, you can go through their archives and call up uh, uh, my stuff on uh, uh, ice fishing, which will, which will come up. Um, and then, of course, your, your local sporting goods stores. You'll often find people who do ice fish there, and, and you'd be surprised how many friends you have that might ice fish. And when you get to a water, something to consider. You know, a lot of people go, gosh, there's this big lake. Where do I start? Look out there and see where the holes are already drilled. Generally, they're drilled there for a reason. Good place <laughs> to start. Fish there. So, so that's a great place to start if you're new to it, is find out where other people. And, and just like any outdoor uh, sport like fishing or hunting. If you see people out there and you're a novice, uh, as a general rule, if you go up and ask them questions, they'll be more than happy to help you. Um, and and I, when I was a kid, and my mom would drop me off because my mother does not fish, <laughs> she would drop me off. <laughs> She'd drop lake. you off. Yeah. I would just go find a, a, a guy that looked like a grandfather and ask him questions. And, and there I, you go. I've done a ten. Uh, he helped me throughout the day with stuff. So. So just find somebody else that's out there, and if you're um, polite to them, they often will reciprocate and share their knowledge with you. Awesome. Well, Joe, you are just a wealth of knowledge. So I thank you so much for calling in today and joining us on this podcast. But that is all the time we have. Thank you all for listening. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.